It is Thursday, April 8th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the 24th Quick Hit Pod in our Dynasty Prospects Scouting Report series. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. You can now find 29 rookie scouting reports on DraftSharks.com. Every single one of those is free for you to read, and they will keep coming at you right up until the NFL Draft. You can check out every one of these accompanying podcasts that Jared and I have been doing by subscribing to the Draft Sharks YouTube channel or any of our podcast feeds. Our focus today is on Oklahoma State wideout Tylen Wallace. So, Jared, please set him up for us. Yeah, Wallace's 3,760 career receiving yards at South Hills High School was a top 15 mark in Texas high school history. Uh, he was a four-star recruit, a top 20 wide receiver in the 2017 class, had over 15 offers, opted for Oklahoma State. Quiet freshman season, just seven catches in 2017, that uh, Oklahoma State team was led by James Washington and Marcel Aitman, a couple NFLers. Then Wallace had a massive sophomore season, really impressive. Led the team with 86 catches, 1,491 yards, 12 touchdowns. Uh, the catches were, were the 13th most in the country. Uh, he had the second most receiving yards in the country, the eighth most receiving touchdowns. Big market shares, 29% of Oklahoma State's receptions, 37% of the receiving yards. 36% of the receiving touchdowns wasn't a loaded team, but Tyron Johnson, who is now a charger was on that team. He was the number two wide receiver. Wallace was on a similar pace in 2019 through the first eight games of the season. He averaged 6.6 catches, 113 yards and one touchdown in those eight games. That yardage mark was actually fourth in the country at the time and led all power five wide receivers. Market shares were even bigger than uh, they were as a sophomore through those first eight games of, of 2019. 36% of the catches, 47% of the receiving yards, 53% of the touchdowns. But Wallace went down with a torn ACL in practice on October 30th and missed the rest of the 2019 season. Spent uh, spring of 2020 rehabbing. Did get back on the practice field, though, in August of 2020 and was ready for the start of this past season. Uh, ended up playing in 10 of Oklahoma State's 11 games last year. He missed the Baylor game with a sprained right knee, the same knee that he tore his ACL in. His per-game numbers and market shares last year were down a bit from the previous couple seasons, but but still impressive. Averaged 5.9 catches per game, 92 yards, 0.6 touchdowns per game. The market shares were 32% of Oklahoma State's receptions, 40% of the receiving yards, and 40% of the receiving touchdowns. I like a lot about Tylen Wallace. I'm not going to lie. There's the early breakout that you want, even with another NFL receiver still on the team and Tyron Johnson, as you mentioned, there's three years worth of strong market share numbers. And even after the ACL tear, he rebounded for 15.6 yards per catch as a senior playing four years in college has historically been a mark against wide receivers pro outlook, you know, at, at least more recently when we see guys early declare, but Wallace ended his junior season with that ACL tear. So he might very well have declared after that season if that had not been the case. So it's a little bit different situation than most wideouts who return for that fourth season. He also tended to just pop for me on at least a play a game when I was watching Chuba Hubbard to get ready for that scouting report. I would see, you know, impressive downfield catches and think oh, I'm looking forward to checking out Tylen Wallace. Mm -hmm. So we're going to move to the tape part. And I think for those watching on YouTube, it's worth noting that the highlight video that I'm about to put up is just from this past season. So everything he does in the video 
is post-injury. Jared, what did you see from Tylen Wallace on tape? Yeah, I'm with you. His you know production profile is really up near the top of this class. I, I wanted to like him more on tape, but he, he just he, he didn't really excite me. I don't think he's great at anything. I think he's just like a solid all-around receiver. He he's a fine route runner, but you don't see him create big separation. He has enough speed to make plays downfield. He's a good ball tracker, but he's not he's not a burner. You know, he, he uh, confirmed that with a 4.50 40 time at his pro day. After the catch, he he runs with more power than you'd expect from a sub 200 pounder, but there's not great agility, not great make you miss ability. Wallace is at his best though in contested situations. He's led all of college football with 43 contested catches over the past three seasons. Uh, that's according to Pro Football Focus. So you know he 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 plays bigger than his listed size, but I, I wasn't you know wowed with anything about his game. I think the lack of wow is what makes the market share numbers, the breakout age, the BMI, all of that so important because, I mean, yeah, you can watch a wide receiver who's exciting and say, ah, oh, that guy's exciting. I can't wait to watch him in the NFL. But, you know, if he's 165 pounds, then maybe he's not going to be the same guy in the NFL. So I've learned, I'm trying to wean myself from needing to be wowed to like a player. And I did see enough that I liked, you know, the downfield stuff, especially is what stood out to me when I was trying to watch Chuba Hubbard and they were Chuba Hubbard cut up. So it wasn't even like the videos were featuring all of the Oklahoma state offense. Wallace had the fifth most deep catches in the nation last year. So he has proven he can win downfield. It's not just me noticing a couple of players, you know, the contested catches, I think match up nicely with not being able to create separation. And really I'm not concerned about whether he can create separation anyway. I mean, I don't know how many wideouts can create a lot of separation at the NFL level where the corners are better. And I checked the NFL next gen stats numbers last season the bottom 15 in the NFL in separation. And this is a list that includes wide receivers and tight ends. The bottom 15 included Devontae Parker, Mike Williams, DJ Chark, Allen Robinson, AJ Brown, Corey Davis. So, you know, if those guys were okay while not creating a ton of separation and this guy has shown he can catch contested balls, make plays downfield, I'm not too worried about that particular aspect. Yeah, I, I'm more worried just because I feel like I've gotten in trouble more liking those type of wide receivers. J.J. Arcega Whiteside come, comes to mind where you know he didn't create a ton of separation. He dominated contested situation in college and is obviously flamed out in the NFL. So again, I like the production with Wallace. The tape was just made. The thing that worries me though is the testing numbers. Again, he's on the small side. He's 5'11", 194. He ran the 4'5", Not a killer, but he was 20th percentile in the vertical, 5th percentile in the broad jump, 45th percentile in the three cone, 41st percentile in the short shuttle. So he, you know, beyond being on the smaller side and also is also a below average athlete. So I'm just a little concerned about how his game is going to translate to the pros. Like, will he be able to get open? Will that contested catch stuff work as well, you know, for a smaller, less than average athletic guy against NFL corners? That's my concern. But again, I think the production profile means we definitely need to, you know, pay, pay attention to this guy. I'm curious to see how high the NFL is on him. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, I'm, that's why I'm curious to see where he gets drafted too, because we've also seen that there aren't stats for wide receivers in testing that have correlated great to NFL production. Wide out especially, there are just so many different shapes and styles of receivers and so many more teams playing three wide receivers at this point that there are just many different ways to succeed at the position. So that's why I'm moving into the fantasy outlook. For me, Wallace fits squarely into that group of wideouts that we're really waiting on the first round and second round to sort out a little bit at this point. He's not going to touch Jamar Chase in my rookie rankings, and I'll probably still settle on Devontae Smith as number two, but 
Beyond that, I think it's pretty much wide open, just waiting to see what happens at this point. Is he going to be a late round one pick to a good situation? Is he going to be an early round three pick? Because, you know, some team is worried about, because all the teams are worried about the athletic testing and about the ACL. You know, I think, especially with Wallace, we could stand to learn something from the way the NFL views the history and future on his knee by where he goes because he looks right now like he should be in that mix of a bunch of receivers who could go anywhere from like 20th overall to the end of round two. So if he slips to round three, I think it, it says be a little bit more worried about his knee. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that knee up again. Cause I almost forgot to mention um, Wallace's twin brother tore his ACL three times. And of course, you know, Wallace has the one ACL tear. I, I talked to my brother actually, who is, you know, a trained physical therapist. He did say that the fact that Wallace's twin brother tore his ACL three times does make Tylen Wallace, you know, genetically more susceptible to another ACL tear. So that is a concern. Again, I'm curious to see how the NFL treats him uh, as far as medicals go. I haven't seen his name mentioned at all in the first round discussion. I think it'll be a win for him if he goes on day two. And I think if he does, you know, then you can talk about him as, you know, someone in the, you know, five to eight range as far as wide receivers go in this class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely going to be somewhere. I, I, I honestly have no idea exactly right now how I'm going to sort like three through 10. So I'm really waiting to see. And I'm curious. I'm especially curious because of the knee, because, you know, the NFL, I'm sure, knows the genetic stuff with the knee yep. as well. So, you know, if he goes to um, round three or even like day three, if he lands on day three, it's like, oh, the NFL is really worried about the future of his knee. But so I'll be watching, especially for Tylen Wallace, if he lands at the end of round one or anywhere worthwhile in round two, I'm going to probably start getting a little excited. Yep, I can get on board with that. Head over to DraftX.com now to read Jared's full scouting report on uh, <laughs> Tylen Wallace. I have the wrong player written down on my sheet and almost said it out loud, but it is Tylen Wallace. If you go to DraftX.com, you will see Jared's full scouting report on Tylen Wallace. While you're there, you can check out 28 other prospect scouting reports we've already posted and check back for more right up until the NFL draft. As I've mentioned, all of those scouting reports are free to read, but you should lock in your DS Insider access now so you can see where Wallace and everybody else lands in our dynasty rankings, where they land in our rookie rankings once the NFL draft does happen. And of course, check out our 2021 redraft rankings and the MVP draft board to help you draft in your leagues right now. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at draft charts. Jared is at Smola DS. I am at Shauf DS. That's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smola and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Shauf saying thanks so much for swimming with us. <laughs> 